Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. On tonight's episode, we're going to hop on it and sock it to you. That's right, we'll be talking about sock hops. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening. Thank you for joining us here on the Gone Show. Tonight, I'm joined by Jay Stewart, John Mad Jack Mitten, and Stanislaw Kapustin. Jay is a brain in a jar. Hello, everyone. John passed away in the United Kingdom in the 1800s and now manifests himself as an oversized mouth and mustache. Greetings. And Stanislaw is a cosmonaut. Don't be behalf of Mother Russia and myself, it is good to be here. As always, it's great to have all of you here. I think that tonight's topic is... Why do you invite people to call into the show? I don't. Good evening, caller. You're on The Gone Show. Not this again. Hello? I'm close. Stanislaw Kapustin is curious. Are you behind on your student loan payments? No. Uh, That sounded like the same caller from the previous show. And it was even more creepy this time. And what do you intend to do about it? Mr. I pick up the telephone when it rings. What do you want me to do? I've never even given out the telephone number for the show. If somebody's called, I've either given them the number personally, or they've taken the time to find it somewhere. Well, it would appear that this particular caller has taken the time to find the number and had enough time left to be very, very creepy. I don't know what you want me to do, but I'm not going to cower in fear in the studio of my own show every time the phone rings. Uh, Good for you. Don't listen to the brain in a jaw. Ever since he became an honorary yeti, he's changed. You've changed, Jay. No, he hasn't. Nobody's changed. And a great example of that is what a yellow belly you are. How dare you? Are you calling me John Mad Jack Mitten, a yellow belly? Yeah. Well, you, sir, are quite fortunate in the fact that my lily-white fists of fury are no longer, else I might very well challenge you to fisticuffs. With Broughton's rules, I might add, not those pussycat Marcus of Queensberry rules. By the time I was through with you, the only thing left would be a mustache. It just so happens I could take you with half of my mustache shaved off. Oh, okay. Stanislaw Kapustin has sometimes thought about growing a mustache. If we were able to see you without you wearing your outer space helmet, I would be better able to tell you whether you have the right face for one. Stanislaw Kapustin can see how that would be beneficial.
You're not going to take off your helmet. No. All right, it's time for us to take a short break. We'll be right back. If you're looking for a superior alternative to toilet paper and are considering the purchase of a bidet, then you might also want to consider the superior alternative to a bidet. Introducing Tiny Humanoid Butt Scrubbers. Tiny Humanoid Butt Scrubbers. Tiny Humanoid Butt Scrubbers. Tiny Humanoid Butt Scrubbers. Tiny Humanoid Butt Scrubbers are simply the best things to come from a laboratory accident in quite some time. Each Tiny Humanoid Butt Scrubber measures one half inch tall and resembles a human being. Are they alive? Yes. Are they self-aware? The limited testing that's been conducted says no. Are they, for some reason, compelled to remove waste from human posteriors? Yes. And how does it work? When you purchase a Tiny Humanoid Butt Scrubber system, you'll receive five Tiny Humanoid Butt Scrubbers, along with a dwelling that conveniently attaches to commonly sized toilet bowls. When you're seated and the olfactory senses of the Tiny Humanoid Butt Scrubbers are triggered, these selfless sanitary seekers will leave their dwelling and quickly and quietly get to work, completing their task in no more than the cleaning cycle of a bidet. The only required maintenance is the weekly placement of a food pellet inside the dwelling. Additional food pellets sold separately. The best food is prepared by hand. The best furniture is made by hand. And the best butt is scrubbed by a very tiny hand. Tiny humanoid butt scrubber systems are available at quality home improvement stores. Tiny humanoid butt scrubbers. Tiny humanoid butt scrubbers. Tiny humanoid butt scrubbers. Tiny humanoid butt scrubbers. Welcome back to The Gone Show. Welcome back to The Gone Show. With me in the studio tonight, I have Jay Stewart, our own mustachioed pugilist, John Mitten, and Stanislaw Kapustin. Now, before we were sidetracked by creepy telephone calls and idle threats, I was about to say that tonight we're going to be talking about sock hops. Let me guess. We're going to be talking about frogs with cold feet. Incorrect and annoying. Stanislaw Kapustin has performed a rapid acceleration maneuver known as the sock hop after the manner in which it tends to pull your socks down. But I do not believe that this is what you are talking about. No, the type of sock hop that we'll be talking about is an informal dance for teenagers that's usually held in high school gymnasiums. Popular music is played at these events, and maybe the most distinguishing characteristic of a sock hop is that attendees are required to take off their shoes. As a member of high society, I feel it my duty to point out that dancing in one's socks is not informal. It's odious. Well, I'm not sure what modern health codes would have to say about it, but sock hops became popular in the late 1940s, 
and around that time, commonly worn shoes were prone to scuffing the flooring that was usually found in gymnasiums. So shoes were taken off to protect the gym in which a community had invested. I actually had the pleasure of sponsoring a number of sock hops in the 1950s. By that time, my business had enough steady revenue to allow me to give back to the community, and sock hops were a delightful way of doing so. Maybe you weren't earning as much revenue as you think. You should have just paid extra to restore the bloody floor after the dance. Good lord, the thought of dancing the waltz in knee-length socks while a perfectly good pair of court shoes goes neglected. If it makes you feel any better, and you do know how concerned I am about your happiness, but of course I do, my turtle dove. Thanks for saying so, my little flitter mouse. So instead of the waltz, line dances like the stroll or dance moves like the hand jive were what you would likely have seen at sock hops in the 1950s, which according to my research is when sock hops were most popular. There was one song that I remember being very popular at a sock hop that I had sponsored and the interesting thing is that this song was about a sock hop. In doing research before the show, I think I ran across the song that you're thinking of, Jay. Was it At the Hop? Yes, that's it. By Danny and the Juniors, if I remember correctly. Uh, yes, that's right. And I also found that At the Hop reached number one on the American charts in 1958. So that may be some indication as to how popular sock hops were at the time. This talk of high school dances reminds Steeny Slok Boostin of when he attempted to create a bit of romance while aboard Space Station Mir. Hello, what have we here? It's really that easy to get you interested, isn't it? I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. Maybe if you asked it again, but made it sexier. Not necessary, you've answered my question. Stanislaw Kapustin went aboard Space Station Mir to gather supplies. And that is when I saw her. Uh, It sounds as though it might have been love at first sight, Stanislaw. Not exactly. Over the course of several months, Stanislaw Kapustin had spoken with her over radio. She was intelligent and very funny. I still remember the first joke that she told me. Why did people not like the restaurant on the moon? Uh, I don't know. Why? Because there was no atmosphere. Ew, for the love of... She was assigned to help me load my cargo. And Stanislaw Pustin noticed that this was the first time he had enjoyed the company of someone like this since the death of Misha. 
Misha, if I remember correctly, was the name of your fiancé who had passed away from an accident involving mathematics, right? Correct. And I still have questions about that. It came time for Stanislav Pustin to go to sleep before departing the space station. But instead, Stanislav Pustin arranged to have music played in one of the modules and asked for her to join me. When she floated into the module, not unlike an angel, the song There She Goes was playing, and I asked her if she would care to dance. There She Goes by The Laws? Yes. Unfortunately, the selection of music on Space Station Mir was always rather limited. But what happened after the music stopped? Classified. You danced with a woman whilst floating among stardust. And you're not going to tell us what happened next? Stanislaw is a gentleman, John. Maybe you could learn something from him. The only thing that I could learn from Captain Classified is how to be a tease. And I, sir, have never been and never will be a tease. Well, at least no one can ever say that you don't have any laurels to rest on. To think of the sensual tales that I could tell if outer space had been within my reach during my heyday. I've always found it best to not think about things like rockets being made available to you, John. Now... Don't you dare answer that. Hello, you're on The Gone Show. Okay, listen, who is this? I'm even closer now. Happy, perhaps it would be a good idea to look into that. Yeah, maybe I'll reach out to the phone company and see if I can find out anything. In the meantime, just to be on the safe side, why don't you brush up on your fisticuffs, John? I'd like for everyone to know that I'm very disappointed in all of you tonight. Okay, well, before we bring things to a close, I should wrap up our discussion of sock hops by saying that after the 1950s, the increased prevalence of shoes that could be worn on surfaces like gymnasium flooring without easily scuffing those surfaces is what led to shoeless dancing no longer being an integral part of sock hops. And I say it like that because the term sock hop is still sometimes used to describe dances where shoes are kept on, even though using that term might not make the most sense anymore when describing a high school dance. Fascinating. Well, I'm going to leave now and go somewhere safe where I can worry about what's on the other end of that telephone and maybe later. Imagine love without gravity. All right, just calm down. Thank you, guests and listeners. Until next time, good evening and good gone. Pardon me. Out of my way. Thank you. 
The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show is a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.